Now, it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf. It's my pleasure to be with you again today. Today, we're meeting with Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s publisher, Tony Lyons, president of Skyhorse Publishing, and Sophia Karstens, who worked closely with RFK on his latest book and collaborates with Children's Health Defense. In today's show, we're going to be diving into the real Anthony Fauci, RFK's number one Amazon, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Publishers Weekly national bestseller that's already sold a million copies since its recent release, despite a total media blackout and censorship at every level. So I want to just give you a quick little intro to Sophia and Tony, and then we're going to dive in. Sophia Karstens is an activist who works closely with Children's Health Defense and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. She worked on RFK's new book, The Real Anthony Fauci, which is, as we know, this best-selling and most censored book in America. Sophia entered into the medical industrial complex fight against medical tyranny years ago when her mom was diagnosed with Lyme disease, at which point she became aware of the institutional corruption and the stranglehold the pharmaceutical industry has on medicine and the medical orthodoxy and how the corrupt system precludes informed consent and individual choice when it comes to patients' health. And our other guest, Tony Lyons, the president and publisher of Skyhorse Publishing, a company that has over 10,000 books in print. Tony has fought the censorship of numerous books, recently including books by Woody Allen, Alan Dershowitz, the biography of Philip Roth, and Robert F. Kennedy, Kennedy Jr.'s new book, The Real Anthony Fauci, which sold over 800,000 copies in under three months. So without further ado, welcome. So happy to have you both on the show. Thanks so much. Hi, thanks so much for having us. Wonderful. So I said to you before we went live that I was very impressed by the book because it wasn't just filled with all kinds of opinion, but rather citations and facts. It's a very fact-based book. And it reads to me almost like a living, breathing Watergate. But you know, it just unfolds all the things that are going on behind the scenes that people are not aware of. Yeah, I think that's a really accurate depiction. It's um, this book is so heavily cited. We have 2,194 citations. Uh, so there's nothing in this book that is speculative. It is uh, all everything is documented. Um, and it, funny that you said living, breathing also. It, it actually is designed to be living, breathing. Um, we have in, in the text of the book, there are barcodes. Um, because we do understand all of this is happening in real time. And despite uh, Tony Fauci's claim that he is science, uh, that is ridiculous. And science is a living, breathing, always evolving process, not a static thing. Um, so those barcodes will take you to an area in children's health defense that will give the updated, um, the, great, this information we had when the, when the book came out, something new could come in tomorrow. So this is the place where you can go to say, what is the newest information that's coming in from these studies and these experts daily um, and be able to be updated on whatever the newest is. And right. sometimes 
you know, what was true yesterday isn't uh, anymore. And then sometimes tomorrow it is again. It really just depends. Uh, you know, Newton knows a little something about that. And it's it's that, that's how it goes. That reconciling uh, conflicting data is is science. So we're doing our best to really in real time um, without exactly, as you said, without opinions, without having any sort of speculative, you know, determination of someone's level of personality disorder or not. Um, that's not what this book is about. This book is about, you know, what the science is right now, as we know, what the history is, the documented history, as we know, and as that evolves, we'd like to share that as well. Um, this fight has never been about, uh, it's never been about, you know, my science is better than your science and discrediting the other side. We're not interested in it. We're not fighting to exclude the other side of this we are fighting to include this side and that's what's the ironically how meta of bobby to write a book about censorship that's being censored um right but it is how <laughs> and his writing is beautiful i want to just quote something that was so succinct the real anthony fauci reveals how america's doctor launched his career during the early aids crisis by partnering with partnering with pharmaceutical companies to sabotage safe and effective off-patent therapeutic treatments for AIDS. Fauci orchestrated fraudulent studies and then pressured U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, regulators into approving a deadly chemotherapy treatment he had good reason to know was worthless against AIDS. Fauci repeatedly violated federal laws to allow his pharma partners to use impoverished and dark-skinned children as lab rats in deadly experiments with toxic AIDS and cancer chemotherapies. In early 2000, Fauci shook hands with Bill Gates in the Library of Gates, 147 million Seattle mansion, cementing a partnership that would aim to control an increasingly profitable 60 billion global vaccine enterprise with unlimited growth potential. Through funding leverage and carefully cultivated personal relationships with heads of state and leading media and social media institutions, the Pharma Fauci Gates Alliance exercises dominion over global health policy. Yeah, that definitely speaks to the uh, depth and breadth of corruption that exists in this system. Um, and you're right, it's a great quote, to, but uh, I have know, chills. Full of them. Yeah, I have chills. I mean, I, I literally have chills because I mean, it was, I was trying when I was reading the book and I'm taking copious notes, I thought we would have to speak for three months because there is so much to discuss so much. So where would you like to begin in this interview? What would you like the listeners and the viewers to know? Yeah, I would say that that it's important for viewers to know how much pressure, how much censorship has been utilized to try to prevent the American public from reading this book. That it's been at every level, meaning that bookstores ban the book, uh, libraries banned the book. Uh, no major newspaper in the country reviewed the book. There were more than 10 really aggressive hit pieces against the author to try to discredit him, uh, though they didn't mention any of the very serious allegations of corruption in the book. Uh, no big tech platforms would allow us to advertise for the book. Even the New York Times wouldn't let us advertise for the book even though it was a number one New York Times bestseller. 
Right, right, right. So right. they, you know, they claim that they're against censorship, um, but they're only against censorship when it's something that they care about. And that's one of the big problems in this country that you can have a book like The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that is so, you know, decisively censored in so many different ways. And the leading newspapers in the country don't care. But when when a book is censored in in libraries in some small town somewhere, that's national news. But this is a totally comprehensive uh, book burning in a sense. You yes. know, that this book that people are hearing about that they desperately want. I mean, this is a book that, like you said, it sold almost a million copies despite such incredible effort to prevent people from buying it. I so, was struck no, by a quote in there. Watergate journalist Carl Bernstein documented the CIA's control over 400 leading American journalists and institutions. That includes the New York Times. Right, right. So, so what's what's crazy here is that all of those places claim that this book contains misinformation, but none of them tell you what that misinformation is. And when the New York Times told us that they wouldn't run the ad, they were saying, well, the book itself contains misinformation, even though their in-house rules are that they will run an ad just as long as the ad itself doesn't have things in it that they can demonstrate are untrue. But they changed their policy, their stated policy just for this book, because senior people there didn't want to be involved in promoting this book in any way. And none of them read it. They admit that they didn't read it. The people who went after Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the New York Post didn't read it. They told me that they hadn't read the book, and yet they feel qualified to try to convince people not to read it. And I'm quoting again from the book. I told you I read the book. Fauci admitted to the New York Times that he lied twice regarding masks and herd immunity, noble lies to a credulous public unworthy of self-determination. So what's fascinating there is that one of the reasons that the New York Times said that they wouldn't run the ad was that uh, Dr. Luc Montagnier, who won the Nobel Prize, said in the blurb that Fauci had lied. So they said, well, you can't say that Dr. Fauci lied. So we said, well, why can't you say that when it's true? And they said, well, it's an ad hominem attack. And we don't believe that it's true. So we sent them back a letter saying the New York Times said that Dr. Fauci lied on two occasions. The Dr. New York Fauci, Times said it, right. Dr. I'm Fauci sorry. admitted to lying and claimed that it was a noble lie. Every major newspaper, all of all kinds of magazines and websites, I mean, doing a Google search of Fauci lied gives you 22 million hits. So there's no controversy over whether he lied. But the New York Times because they've decided without reading the book, without looking at any of the actual allegations in the book, the well-documented, meticulously researched allegations, has decided that the American public needs to be protected from this book. It's, it's interesting too that extends, um, it's trickle down, right? So certainly the architecture is there. You can hang a lot from that scaffolding with regard to the publications and the media and individuals who are covering things, but also on a very personal level, I had a client yesterday who 
and we had been chatting a little bit and she's not totally aligned with everything, but certainly aligned with most. And I carry copies of the book in my car. And I said, you know, if, are you, are you a reader? Would you like to read uh, this book? I think it would be a, a, you know, we, we just spent an hour having a conversation about many things about which you are concerned. And this book covers a lot of those, those topics. Can we take a break? And then when we come back, you'll tell us. Yes, absolutely. Let's continuation. do that. <laughs> Let's take a quick break because I don't want to miss a word of what you're saying. Be back with you in a moment on Ask Dr. Love. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if you yearn to get along better with your life partner or spouse friends family members and even co-workers dr turndorf's best-selling hay house book kiss your fights goodbye dr loves 10 simple steps to cooling conflict and rekindling your relationship shows you how to turn conflict into connection for a lifetime of lasting love to find out more visit askdrlove.com once again, here's Dr. Turndorf. Hello again, and welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm talking with Sophia Carstens and Tony Lyons. And before we took the break, I rudely interrupted you, Sophia. You were in the <laughs> middle of telling an important story. So come back. Um, I was just explaining that I had been speaking with a client who was largely in our camp. I had offered her the book. And she saw that I went and grabbed it and she saw the cover, which is the real Anthony Fauci. And she literally had this, she went, oh no, this would hurt me. I, I loved, I love Tony Fauci. I think he's done so much for this country. And I think, which is fine. You're absolutely, in, that's what you've been told, right? Like no, no judgment, but to be confronted with information and to say, no, I can't read that. It went further than that. I said, um, well, you realize we have over 2000 citations in this book. Nothing is speculative. This is not an opinion piece where we're trying to like slaughter someone. I said, this goes back five decades and covers the architecture of like largely how we ended up where we are today. We were just talking about all these things that you think are not good, how we ended up here. And here are the, the, all these citations I showed her at the end of every chapter. We've got, you know, pages and pages of citations. And I said, you know, we're talking about, you know, experiments, illegal experiments on homeless and foster children. And she went, I won't believe it. And I went, so wait a second, you're telling me that if you're confronted with a, with a documentable fact that you're un, that you're, you're just not going to believe it, that like just literally 
that is the level of these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> that you know, this has it's like saying, <laughs> don't tell me Santa Claus isn't real. Right. You I know? won't believe it. Okay, you're well, why don't we give you all this? Yeah, it's amazing. So it's not just at the level of you know, the New York Times and the media and it, it's, it's, and the people who are perpetrating that nest of whatever it is, an entangled mess. Um, it's also individuals and it's personal and people have been conditioned to have this reaction where they're, it's not about, you can show them as many facts and data points as you want, su substantiated facts, and it's not that they'll look at it and go, oh, well, how about this? And ask the question. And well, how does this reconcile with that? They literally won't even entertain it. You know why? I'm going to speak now as a shrink. So fear causes us to regress back to childhood. That's just what happens, right? And when you're in a childhood state of regression, you want daddy to protect you. And I am in such a lower level functioning that I don't take my teddy bear or Santa Claus or my daddy away from me. I'm so afraid. So what's going on here is global infusion of terror and mass regression. And in fact, I understand that that was the same mechanism that got Hitler to power because he made people so afraid of their financial situation and I'm going to come and rescue you. And then they follow like sheep being herded to slaughter because you're going to protect me from what I'm so afraid of. I'm a child, you're my daddy. And that the big bad wolf now is the COVID. Right. That's actually that's actually a, a model. Um, and there are components to that model of which what you just described is one. Um, it's also involves, you know, creating fear of a common enemy, aligning yourself, yes. removing the financial, the survivability and accessibility um, coming in. And I mean, there, 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 there are multiple components to this, but they're doing it. Yeah, we're in it. The, the scary part, though, also is, you know, there's a conditioning aspect and um, it's a, it's effectively an, an amygdala hijack. You, you, we're, our prefrontal cortex kicks in when we're dealing with, it's the planning and the analytics, right? When you're confronted with a data point as a human, you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm trying to get there. This is here. How do I navigate moving forward in through whatever this is? That's normal. Um, amygdala is responsible for what's called fight or flight. Um, it's 300,000 years ago. And when you had a lion bearing down on you, uh, we didn't have the luxury of saying now the lion's over there and I'm going to, that's, that's okay. You go into fight or flight and you react and your body's flooded with chemicals. Okay. So 300,000 years later, not a lion in sight, but your body doesn't know the difference when a, when a trigger releases those chemicals into your system. So what's happening largely with a lot of people, and that's why you get that reaction since the beginning of this, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Oh, I know Tony has, I have. Um, when you start to have this conversation with people, I can't, I can't hear this, this is too upset, I can't, this is, this is crazy, like you're crazy, you're, you know, and it's just, that's not a exactly. normal human reaction. They're right, but I'm so scared. And he promised me that this vaccine is gonna save me. Don't take away my security blanket. Yeah, and they're clinging to this. The, yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of the point is that this cover, is sort of like, this is a symbol that the reality that is making them feel safe. You know, this, this construct that 
Dr. Fauci can save them or that a vaccine can save them. And this tells a very different story. This tells a story of serious corruption and of people dying for lack of access to readily available antivirals, you know, in a in a world where we're being told that those things don't work, even though there's so much um, background, so many peer reviewed studies showing that they do work. And Some so- of which Tony Fauci is the author of. There is a study. It is on NIH website on the on the PubMed. It is 1991, and Anthony Fauci is one of the authors showing the effectiveness of NAC uh, with regard to, at the time, HIV and also coronavirus. 1991. And and Axel, I'm going to quote again from the book. Do you think that maybe it's like, it's so funny, isn't it, that I'm like so devoted to the word and the, and the, the facts? So this is really important, right? We people truly believe the mainstream rhetoric that a vaccine will prevent you from contracting and transmitting the COVID. But we know that both vaxxed and non-vaxxed can spread the virus, meaning, and this is from the book, meaning there is no difference between the two groups other than non-compliance in one group. And Fauci has been quoted as admitting the vax cannot stop transmission. So what what we're left with then is the claim that being vaccinated makes you less likely to be hospitalized or die. Or die, exactly. What you also have then is these antivirals that, you know, have the same claim and that have a better history and that have hundreds of peer-reviewed studies. So you have ivermectin, which, you know, the creator of that uh, uh, drug won the Nobel Prize. It's been used millions and millions of times all around the world, uh, you know, without serious side effects. And yet the entire American public was convinced that it was a horse drug or that it was dangerous or that it was somehow connected to Donald Trump and and that it was all all a big lie. So you have these natural antivirals with no side effects Hydroxychloroquine is made from actually soil, from what I understand. These are natural and very effective and long-standing drugs that we have researched versus the vaccine with tremendous risks associated. Right. It and, doesn't even work. And the the claims now are not that they do anything different. So the claims at the start were that they would prevent transmission. Right. Right. And that's not true. Right. So why take something that's risky? Well, then I got into this thing with someone. People will say, yes, like you alluded to a minute ago, Tony. Well, but if I get vaxxed, I won't die if I contract the COVID. Not true, because in the book, um, there's this really excellent quote about the um Israel's public health director addressed the FDA advisory panel on September 17th. That's the day my husband left his body, by the way, September 17th. And she quoted 60% of people in severe and critical condition were doubly immunized, fully vaxxed, and 45% of the people who died in the fourth wave were doubly vaxxed. Well, you have to, so how to lie with statistics should really be their uh, ultimate headline every time they 
print or put out anything, um, you have to ask the next question, uh, which is how do you define vaccinated? So, or how do you define unvaccinated? So at the beginning of this, uh, when they were saying, oh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, what does unvaccinated mean? I'll tell you what it means. What it meant then was uh, 14 days, if you had had one shot, you were unvaccinated. If you were still within 14 days of your second shot, you were also unvaccinated. Now that qualification has been updated to mean not boosted. Not so boosted. you have all of these individuals taking up in hospital that are having these reactions due to a multitude of factors, the pathogenic priming. The, I mean, there's a lot in this pressure cooker, right? But the reality is that these are individuals who have had in largely to a degree, there's a margin. Some scientists are saying 86%. Some are saying as much as 96%. It depends on the state. It depends on what's happening. But generally, they all agree it's between 86 and 96% of these individuals are partially vaccinated, but we're not calling them partially vaccinated. We're calling them unvaccinated. Yet how it's being presented in the media is the unvaccinated are taking up your hospital beds. So now there's this anger and this turning on those are the evil people that are like, no, it's all depends on how you're couching this. And I think that goes back to uh, what Tony was saying earlier, <clears throat> why this is particularly dangerous. You know, it is a very, um, a very quick step from virtue signaling to weaponized morality. And that is one of the components um, that becomes, um, you know, the sort of spear tip of getting a population. It's why we have, it went from turning your head while your neighbor was dragged away to calling in and reporting on your neighbor. So that's a very short step. And I think what's, particularly dangerous about this and you know it, it comes in many forms but when we have the grenades that keep getting thrown um, to attack people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the media um, recently you know he spoke gave a historic speech in DC and by the time the plane had landed uh, back in Los Angeles uh, the CNN had run a headline that he had compared vaccines to the Holocaust. Now, first of all, that even if he had said that, which he didn't, even if he had said that, we have Holocaust survivors who support that analogy. It didn't start with the ovens. It started with show me your papers. So where are we? It's an apt analogy, even if he had made it, which he didn't. What he actually said was, if we had had the technology in 1930s Germany that we have today, with the tracking and the tracing and the surveillance, no Jews would have escaped. And Frank wouldn't have been able to hide. It would have been worse. But CNN took the headline, put it out, and now everybody's outraged. Nobody had that reaction when they heard him speak. They were outraged at a headline. They so now we have people, now we have people who are turning against, again, the author, as Tony said, it's attacking the messenger, it's attacking the author. No one has actually read the book in most cases, but certainly addressed, Bobby's famous for saying, please identify which piece of this book or what I've said is inaccurate. Please identify. And no one has been able to do that. So the conversation becomes about these ad hominem attacks. 
And the reason that's dangerous is because it is a, it is a tool. It is a playbook and they're executing that playbook. And it is designed specifically to prevent information. And that's why, you know, censorship, we can all agree censorship is a bad thing and we can have that conversation. First Amendment, absolutely, the off the cliff. But really when you're censoring information that people, without informed, it's not consent. When you're censoring access to information that is designed to allow people to make an informed decision about their lives and their health. We, life is mitigation of risk. We all mitigate harms all day, every day, because we have access to the information. We can decide what medically. But your freedom is being taken. Right. We, we have to take a break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about why you both think your freedom is being removed. What are the factors that are playing behind the scenes, okay? Let's be back in a moment. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf here. Are you feeling stressed out or suffering panic attacks, aches and pains or stiff muscles, low energy, angry outbursts or disturbed sleep? Or are you worried or depressed or feeling hopeless, like the world is coming to an end? Or you're not eating right or exercising or falling into self-damaging or addictive behaviors like binging on junk food, TV or the internet? Or abusing drugs or alcohol, figuring what's the point? Or maybe work is getting on your last nerve or your relationships are falling apart. If you said yes to any of my questions, you are likely suffering what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome triggered by the coronavirus pandemic. Don't despair. My energetic system upgrade is your rescue remedy for the panic epidemic that is plaguing our world. The energetic system upgrade has already changed the lives of some of today's top leaders. Now you can experience your own energetic system upgrade healing transformation. I'm offering a limited number of discounted sessions for my radio listeners. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. Don't wait. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf is now on the Dream Vision 7 radio network every Wednesday and Thursday at 1 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Dr. Jamie Turndorf, a.k.a. Dr. Love, is the number one international best-selling author of Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. If you're grieving the loss of a loved one, tune in to find out how to reconnect and heal any unfinished business using Dr. Turndorf's groundbreaking new Dialoguing with the Departed technique. Visit AskDrLove.com to find out more. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf here. Are you feeling stressed out or suffering panic attacks, aches and pains or stiff muscles, low energy, angry outbursts or disturbed sleep? Or are you worried or depressed or feeling hopeless, like the world is coming to an end? Or are you not eating right or exercising or falling into self-damaging or addictive behaviors like binging on junk food, TV or the internet? Or abusing drugs or alcohol, figuring what's the point? Or maybe work is getting on your last nerve or your relationships are falling apart? If you said yes to any of my questions, you are likely suffering what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome triggered by the coronavirus pandemic. Don't despair. My energetic system upgrade is 
your rescue remedy for the panic epidemic that is plaguing our world. The Energetic System Upgrade has already changed the lives of some of today's top leaders. Now you can experience your own Energetic System Upgrade healing transformation. I'm offering a limited number of discounted sessions for my radio listeners. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash Energetic System Upgrade. Don't wait. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash Energetic System Upgrade. Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf is now on the Dream Vision 7 radio network every Wednesday and Thursday at 1 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Dr. Jamie Turndorf, a.k.a. Dr. Love, is the number one international best-selling author of Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. If you're grieving the loss of a loved one, tune in to find out how to reconnect and heal any unfinished business using Dr. Turndorf's groundbreaking new Dialoguing with the Departed technique. Visit AskDrLove.com to find out more. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If you can't stop crying over the bodily loss of a loved one, Dr. Turndorf's number one international bestseller, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased, shows you how to toss out the tissues and transform your grief into joy using her groundbreaking Dialoguing with the Departed technique that enables you to reconnect and even heal unfinished business with those in spirit. To find out more, visit AskDrLove.com. And now, back to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm talking with Sophia Carstens and Tony Lyons. Now, before we took the break, I said, I want to hear what you both think is the real reason why information is being censored and why informed consent is being removed. Yeah, so I think that the that the reason for the censorship, that that's just a tool, a, a, a tool one, of the, one of the tools in the, in the playbook of maximizing return on investment for pharmaceutical companies. Brilliant. So that, so that basically the idea is to steer everybody away from anything that's cheap, that's easily accessible, and that big pharmaceutical companies can't make money on. So Dr. Fauci has routinely done that. And if you, you know, read this book, this dangerous book, you will see, you know, documented proof that Dr. Fauci over many, many years always steered people towards expensive patent protected uh, drugs or vaccines. And that that you was said it. plan. You said it so beautifully. I'm quoting from the book again. The CDC owns 57 vaccine patents and spends 4.9 billion per year buying and distributing vaccines. The NIH owns hundreds of vaccine patents and profits from the sale of products it supposedly regulates. And Fauci receives 150,000 in royalties for drugs the CDC developed and pushed through the approval process. Right. Yeah, so we're looking at the medical industrial complex in action. Um, and I think that um, just to continue with what Tony was just saying, it really, it's always been about money. We have, you know, a corporatocracy in this country, not so much a democracy. We have corporations and uh, government and government agencies that are effectively, you know, 
a, a snake eating its tail at best. <laughs> so we have <clears throat> regulatory agencies that are funded by the very industry they are charged with regulating. We have really nothing in place that actually protects the people. Um, everything comes back to a moneyed interest, even public companies, whether you dig into polluters or pharma, it doesn't matter. You have these mechanisms in place um, and it is a corrupt system. These individuals can come in. There's a Tony Fauci. There's another one behind him. It doesn't matter. There are always going to be these individuals that are going to come in and exploit that system because the system itself is corrupt. And that is across the board. That is not just with regard to this one thing, whether it's COVID, whether it's, it doesn't, it's all the same larger mechanism. So when you have, you know, when you have a, an individual who is beholden to their shareholders over public health and and the the safety and health of its people um we pay taxes we pay our government um in order to have these regulatory agencies set up to protect the people but what we have now is agency capture and regulatory capture on and steroids bobby says regulatory capture on steroids yeah you're I right i love that expression you're right mm -hmm. and i think that's where the depth um, comes. It's not just, you can scratch the surface and talk about the Tony Fauci's and the Dasigs and the Collins and the Walensky's and all of these guys who are bad guys. We do need to get rid of them, but it's, it's a, it's a, they're expendable too. So it, it is a system that is greater than the sum of its parts. It is a system that is more powerful than any individual within it. And I think that's where you know, this book is really useful. It's in a swallowable, the material is presented in a swallowable, swallowable way for most people that they can start to understand our military industrial complex, medical industrial complex. The model works just as well enslaving our own people as it does other countries. So this is the same model being executed in our country and on our own people. And I think that's where this book is a really useful tool to open that conversation um, because right now there is no conversation and in fact conversation is disallowed and that's what's criminal because that conversation is providing information for people to make informed consent decisions about their health and about their own sovereignty and and lives you know uh it's 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 a terrifying cliff that we're standing at the edge of right now it's really and, scary. And, and what, go well, ahead, Tony. That's why we desperately need people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., because we have such incredible regulatory capture. We have investigative journalists who don't believe in investigating anything. They just sort of pass through press releases from the CDC and they tell you that that's truth and that anything else is misinformation. So they're sort of feeding you disinformation ostensibly to protect you from misinformation. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, is providing this uh, function in society where he's having to take the place of the media that isn't doing their job, the regulatory agencies that are not doing their job. So he's bringing you this information that's so critical to the survival of this country and of course, he's being vilified in every conceivable way because they're they're very powerful forces that don't want you to have this information. That's right. Right. And, you know, I was thinking also about all these 
these uh, variants, the, the, oh, now it's Omicron. So now we have to have more uh, boosters and more. It's just continually lining the pockets, right? Right. More. So that's the structure and that's the model. And to continue a little bit with what Tony just said, this is really important. When you look at information that's presented to you, whatever, we, we have to consider the source. So when you realize that the information that is being crammed down your throat from all of these sources that is telling you one thing and those sources have a vested interest, a real vested interest in making that the narrative and making that be the only information that you're allowed to hear. And like you said, lying their pockets. We have a, they, this is a true, this is defines why judges recuse themselves. This is, this is called a conflict of interest. These individuals are pouring one thing down your, down your throat and they are lining their pockets. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and other heroes like him have not only nothing to gain, but have in fact lost everything. They have lost, they have been slaughtered in the media, they've been discredited, they've lost, you know, financially they've lost everything. In some cases, you know, friends and family, um, our physicians, a lot of them have lost their practice or their license. So uh, being sued, people are being sued. So you have to consider the source. What are these people? And yet still they're standing up and saying, wait, we need to bring this truth to the American people, and no matter the cost, at, at in fact, their death to their detriment, to their peril, they are still standing up. So you have to consider the source. And you also have to look at, you know, thinly veiled language is very important. Thinly veiled language. We have a president who stood up and blatantly uses language, especially lately in Canada. You have a prime minister who's blatantly using language that should terrify every American. Right now in this country, in theory, you believe, most Americans believe, you are in control of your body and what happens to it. Your physician is in control of what happens to you and your body. That's actually not the case. A government agency is in control of your body and what happens to it. There's a word for that. That word is fascism. And the reality is that comes down from these corporations. That standard of care comes down from the corporations. Your doctor will be sued if he doesn't put you on remdesivir. Your doctor will be sued if he does put you on ivermectin or furthers treatments. This is not a democracy. This is not a free medical freedom uh, uh, construct. This is a fascist construct. It's, there's sure. really no other way to put it. The, the stories that people's heads are filled with that they're getting from the media is, is what the real misinformation is. So oh, yeah. somebody emailed me and they said they were trying to find out how many millions of dollars Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was making from this book. So it was somebody from the New York Post. They had already run multiple hit pieces against Robert F. Kennedy Jr., trying to discredit him in any way that they could. They had started out by making fun of the fact that the book was doing so badly that it had so few reviews. And then when two weeks later, it was the best-selling book in America with over 11,000 five-star reviews now, they then changed the story and tried to make the story about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, is profiteering off the pandemic. 
So I told them Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is donating every penny from this book. So he is not making anything. He has no wow. conflict of interest. He's not like Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's not like the pharmaceutical companies. There is no money trail. This is costing him money. He devoted almost a year of his life, 15 hours a day, to get this book right, to get you know 2,194 citations, to make sure that he was doing something to benefit the American people at great cost to himself. And the New York Post headline was, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. makes millions by attacking Dr. Fauci. Even though you told them he's donating, they just lied. Exactly, exactly. Sickening. It's to the point where they literally just say whatever they want at this point, unchecked. I mean, we have, like I said earlier, we have a president who stood up in front of the American people, <clears throat> televised. So this went around the world and said, I am working with tech in order to censor civilians, individuals uh, with regard to misinformation. Okay, you so the the actual people screaming about being taken off Twitter and all that stuff. Actually, that's not a First Amendment violation. They're a private company. They're allowed to say what you're what, who's allowed on their site. What makes it a First Amendment violation is when you have a government applying pressure to a corporation to pressure civilians. And we have a president who stood up in front of the American people and the rest of the world and said, I'm committing a First Amendment violation and nobody's going to do anything to stop me. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And 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 you have Dr. Fauci doing that same kind of thing where he's admitting publicly that he lied to the American public and then trying to describe why he why he because I'm daddy. But, I'm doing but, on, but on but on top of that, you know, he describes his own way of thinking. And, you know, you can often learn more about somebody by what they say sort of off the cuff when somebody asks them something. Mm. So somebody asked him what his favorite book was. And he said, The Godfather is his favorite book. And then somebody Figured. said, well, what's what's your favorite line in that book? So he said, my favorite line is that I tell people all the time. It's just business. It's not personal. There you go. So, so the point is the most powerful public health official on the planet is telling you that what he cares about is protecting pharmaceutical profits, protecting business. big business, business. Not, not people, not, not things that are personal, that that's not even what he's going after. He's being honest that he lies and that he protects big pharmaceutical companies at the expense of public health. And so and human lives. it's so fascinating that he can he can tell the American public that he's willing to sacrifice American lives so that big companies can maximize their profits. He's saying and it. People don't even hear it when he says That's it. What, and I heard Fauci say there will be a pandemic in this next administration. He said it. Now, he didn't have a crystal ball. The only way he knew is because he knew they were going to orchestrate this. How? And he said it. Publicly, people don't hear. I mean, they're they're tipping their hand and telling you what's and happening. Way, and the way the information is presented is also, you know, part of the mechanism. But if we look back to, you know, we know during this pandemic, you know, early treatment is key. Um, heroes like Peter McCulloch and 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 Pierre Corey and, and and these guys who were dealing with early treatment, even when we really didn't know a lot. Um, 
we're having approximately, according to them, somewhere around an 86% uh, prevention of hospitalization. We do know that hospitalization is a coin toss, but preventing hospitalization has a very successful chance of recovering from this pathogen. The same exact suppression of treatment already occurred during the AIDS crisis, and there was a movie made about it. It was called The Dallas Buyers Club. That movie was actually about Tony Fauci. They had to change the names. They couldn't mention the culprits because the movie never would have been made. Um, as you mentioned, our three letters are quite involved in, in media in all forms. Um, so that never would have been approved. But the reality is that already happened. The suppression of the treatment that was effective to save hundreds of thousands of human lives was disallowed. And the pet drug, which was, by the way, also Gilead, because from Dasavir. So Tony Fauci has been in bed with these guys for a long time. Forever. Jeremy Farrar and the Wellcome Trust. These guys have been in bed together for decades. So when you look at that model and you're like, okay, well, we're disallowing any sort of treatment, any, and we're doing this at the cost. We don't care how many hundreds of thousands, and in some cases in other countries, millions of people have died whole countries. You know, if you talk to any doctor in Africa right now, as soon as this came around, they were like, Bill Gates and Tony Fauci, we want nothing to do with it. They, they know. Um, and so when you look at that model and you see that it's being, it's just being executed again, we're trying to prevent anyone from having any treatment that would be life-saving in order to, they tell they, literally how many times did CNN come out and say, go home, do nothing, get too sick to do anything, and then come in and we'll put you on remdesivir and put you on a ventilator and kill you. And it's literally- We have to break. We have to break, but I'll be back in a moment, okay? I'm so excited. I just, we should do a show that's a documentary with no break. We'll be able to come back and we're just going to have to say a quick goodbye and then you'll just come back again. Be back with you in a moment. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one the reason is simple we're not meant to be separated from those we love and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief but reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance as a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish your relationship and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to find out more. 
And now back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I can't believe it. I could talk to you guys for about a week straight. And what I'm going to do for the terrestrial show that airs next week, I'm going to cut out some of the commercials because otherwise we'll run too long because I, I want to make sure that uh, we're literally at the end of the show. And I want to just make sure that we have all the coordinates for everyone to be able to find you, find the book and a parting message. All right. So the parting message that, that, that I would give is that this incredible censorship of such an important set of messages in a book, that the real Anthony Fauci is such an incredibly important book for Americans to read, um, but the censorship hasn't worked and doesn't work. And, and people are working so hard to try to find the book, to try to comprehend what it means, and to then take some kind of action to counter what's going on in this country. So there are all of these new platforms springing up and, and, and that's showing that buying this book, that going to those kinds of platforms, that listening to doctors who have been censored, to writers who have been censored, is an act of revolt. It's like a rebellion that people are saying, this is too much now. We're not willing to live in a country that is run like this. Right. And Bobby said, calling on our moral courage, we can stop the march toward a global police state. That says it all. And Definitely. you both are such heroes and so brave. And it has been my honor to be with you both today. And my door is always open to you. If there's any new information that you want to share, any new updates, you just let me know and I'll have you back. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Really loved having you. All right. I will see you next time on Ask Dr. Love. And if you both want to just stay with me when we disengage, I'll say a private goodbye to you. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.